Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Reminding you that tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday and you need to get your questions emailed in now. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We're going to talk about China and shipbuilding and the Capitol cop who, quote, <clears throat> found the pipe bombs on January 6th. But I don't have time for that right now. I want to know about the crappiest job you ever had. I keep telling you about all mine. I feel like I've had a lot. 877-377-4373. Caroline, Mobile, go. Uh, public school teacher. Public school teacher. Okay, now I, I I I hear about this a lot. Explain why that sucked so bad. <laughs> well, there's no backing by the administration 
in the discipline of the children. That's... Uh, I taught high school and then middle school. I taught high school for three years. I, I came into the job late because I became widowed in 2004. So I went to college at 48 years old with 11 kids. My husband died of a heart attack. So I went to college, you know, at 48, graduated at 51, took on the public school job, taught high school for three years. That was rough. I taught in the inner city. and uh, But I expected it to be rough. But when I went to a um, – then I transferred over to a advanced school, a magnet middle school, an advanced school. And for a few years, we had a really good – principal who had high expectations and if those children didn't obey she uh, got them out of there and, and took them back to their you know sent them back to their district school and so by the time they got to eighth grade this is sixth seventh eighth grade school um it went from like 400 sixth graders to about 125 150 eighth graders by the time they got to 80 because she just kept the cream of the crop and they really were um, all colors didn't matter. All races, they were the cream of the crop. But they got rid of her. They accused her of racism, and they got rid of her. Of and course. they brought in. Now, the Southern Poverty Law Center came in here about oh. 10 years ago and, mm. sued, and sued the district down here, uh, accused them of racism and suspending students of color. And uh, so ever since then, uh, they're just scared to death. You know, the, the administration is scared. Gosh, that freaking sucks. It's such a common tale, too. Such a common tale. And I hear from, uh, God bless the people who teach inner city public school. I know a lot of people will go do it for a couple years. Sadly, I don't think I've ever talked to somebody who did it long term. You burn out. You just can't. You burn out because, and again, it's not all the kids, but it, all you need is 10%, right? Five, ten percent, just like life. Just, it's the reason traffic sucks. It's the reason flying sucks. Ninety percent of the people are great. It's the five to ten percenters who just torpedo it for anybody. Oh gosh, Paul, Alabama, go. Jesse, I had the same job as you, brother. Oh. A dishwasher at oh. a Ryan Steakhouse. They're no longer around. But you know what I liked about that job, Jesse? What? When the waitress used to <laughs> put their dishes through that little square window, and we got that eye-to-eye contact for a minute, <laughs> and we stole the managers and the cooks, babes they wanted, the dishwasher. <laughs> the dishwasher. Of course, everybody wants the bad boy. Everyone wants the dishwasher. He's the real rebel out there. <laughs> oh, gosh. Jay, Idaho, go. All right, so uh, this is like 98, you know, and uh, I'm like 17. Uh, I see this thing probably in the paper. It's a Osperg, Public Interest Research Group, right? Save the owls, save the trees. So I go, I show up in the morning. There's probably maybe some breathing, some mantras and stuff, you know, stuff like that. So they're like, all right, now we decide where you go. So they, they look at me and they're like, all right, he's going to Harrisburg. Harrisburg, it's about 200 people. I kid you not, I don't even think it's on the map. <laughs> so it's an old logging town. <laughs> it's an old logging town. So I'm knocking on doors, man. And uh, the door opens up. And hey, what do you want? Oh, uh, we're trying to save the, you know, the owl. Oh. Jared, this oh. boy over here talking about that spotted owl. <laughs> <laughs> I kid 
I swear, I think I heard a shotgun racked at least <laughs> one time. <laughs> I was about to ask, you're in a rural 200-person town going door-to-door asking for money for the spotted owls. I was just about to ask if you got a gun pulled on you because that's the kind of place those people, and that's why those are my kind of people, they'll pull a gun on you for that stuff. <laughs> what is it? What are you, one of these commies? <laughs> oh, gosh. Richard, Portland, go. Hey, I was about 16, and my first job was construction. And at one point, they put me down in a 22-foot manhole oh. with a jackhammer, a, oh. a live manhole. And my job was to jackhammer while the sewage was in there because oh. I hadn't stopped it. I had, to, I had to jackhammer the manhole out at the base and the amount of dust and the smell oh. of that manhole that far down into the ground, I, I think it just about killed me. Um I've never had to do anything quite like that in my life since. But my God, I, I, I still think about it. Richard, let me ask you something just, just real quick before you go. I remember it like it was yesterday when I had to do those jobs, like a, a bypass for the sewer line or busting out the sewer lines. I remember I would get home and I would put obviously my clothes in the wash and I would go shower and shower and shower. And even when I got yeah. out of the shower, I felt like I couldn't get the smell off of me. Yeah. Did you feel like that? I couldn't get it off of me. Yeah. Well, it's funny because for a long time, you're absolutely right. You know, if, if I even got the hint of sewer gas, I, it, it was like 100%. I could get a 2% hit and my and my brain would go right to the my god I'm getting flooded with sewer gas again. It it it, it took a long time to get rid of that. <laughs> oh gosh, that's the worst. All right, we will get back to these. Your worst jobs 8773774373. I have a couple things we have to tackle first. This is courtesy of Steve Baker. Steve Baker is a wonderful investigative journalist at The Blaze. And he is being attacked by the government for his journalism work on January 6th. But he's not backing off. And I, one, I, res- I really respect that kind of courage. Because it's not, look, the government starts coming after you, you're scared, right? You're starting to think about prison, attorneys, your family. He didn't back off. And I like that. And in fact, he's got a bombshell story I want to encourage you to go read. Here's the general gist of the story. You remember January 6th and, uh, and all the chaos that was around it and the media coverage and everything that happened since then. You, you remember that. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. But you also remember the pipe bombs, right? They said it was big news that day and there were bombs. Someone left pipe bombs. Someone left a pipe bomb at the RNC headquarters, Republican headquarters, and the DNC headquarters, Democrat headquarters. And I've told you things about that from various journalists, investigative journalists I talked to who've been on this story, Darren Beatty and Steve Baker and so many other great ones. For instance, and this is I, this I got from Darren Beatty. I want to make sure he gets credit for it. The cell phone data. Do you know? Do you know that yesterday I went and got a cheeseburger? I know you're going to find that shocking. Do you know that the powers that be? If they wanted to, I'm talking about our intelligence agencies, even some big private companies. If they wanted to know which burger shop I went to yesterday and why, 
they could find that out because they could just geo, uh, track my cell phone where it was, geolocate it, and they would know that it was Jesse. He was at Burger Barn. That's not where I was. He was at Burger Barn yesterday at 1.30 in the afternoon. Did you know the geolocation data for the cell phone at the time the pipe bombs were placed, the data has been erased and, and the video has been scrambled to be made blurry? Did you know that? Wait, it gets even creepier. We'll talk about this story from Steve Baker, and then we'll get back to your crappy jobs here in a couple minutes. Before we do that, let's do this. Let's remember that we are here to do some good on this planet. No matter how bad everything gets around us, that does not change your calling or my calling. We are here to do good. What is better in the world than saving a baby's life? Is there anything better in the world? Giving a, a baby who's about to be murdered and giving it life instead. That's what you do when you support preborn. They set up their pro-life clinics in the highest abortion areas in the country. And these young women, they're about to have an abortion. They're seeking out an abortion and preborn. All they do is say, hey, how about a free ultrasound? They hear the heartbeat. When mom hears the heartbeat, she chooses life almost every time. Babies walk the planet today, if they're walking yet, because of you and preborn and what you've done. We can't stop, ever. Preborn.com slash Jesse. $28 buys that ultrasound. I have a wonderful email here. Hey, Jesse, wanted to let you know the difference you're making in many ways. I will mention one in particular. My parents both passed away, left everything in a charitable foundation with my two siblings and me as the directors. We're trying to figure it all out. But because I listened to you and you spoke about preborn, I mentioned that to my brother and sister as a possibility for a donation. We have decided to send them $50,000 this year and will continue to do so going forward. Keep doing the good work you do. I didn't do that. You did that. How many babies will live because of you? Thank you. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Sponsored by Preborn. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. It is The Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. Remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes, or get back to your worst jobs. China killing us in the shipbuilding industry, but we're doing a, a little... Reveal here, Stephen Baker did all the work, investigative journalist Stephen Baker. And this is what Stephen Baker discovered about those pipe bombs left at the RNC and DNC. You know how the Capitol Police have been so in the news since that day? They've been giving tearful testimony. We almost died. We almost died, guys. Well, it turns out a plainclothes Capitol Police officer claims he found the pipe bomb at the DNC. What a remarkable coincidence that he managed to find it. Anyway, he was the one who found it. And after he discovered it, keep in mind, Dome, the vice president, Vice President Dome was at the DNC at the time. Now, pause for a moment. You understand that if you were within 50 yards of the vice president and secret service thought you had a gun, you know, a pistol, 
you would be quickly surrounded, almost undoubtedly cuffed, hauled away. Whether you were innocent or they, they would take no chances. They would play no games about that. Okay, you with me? So that just understand that. So he finds the pipe bomb. The pipe bomb is outside of the building where Vice President Dome is. He goes and approaches Secret Service. They're in a vehicle. Secret Service is sitting in a vehicle eating a sandwich, according to Steve. I talked to Steve about this. Secret Service, upon hearing there's a pipe bomb from the Capitol Police officer, finishes his sandwich before he gets out of the vehicle to go check it out. Did you also know that we have a picture of the pipe bomb and the picture of the pipe bomb looks identical to the pipe bomb training the Department of Defense puts our guys through. When I say our guys, there are lots of guys who do bomb disposal, military, FBI, and others. But if you're doing DOD training of any kind, you will train on a fake pipe bomb that looks identical to the one they found at the DNC. Do you know that? Look, how much, how much smoke do we have to see? The federal government was involved in January 6th. How involved? I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know because of all the lying and cover-up involved. I remember, they've been covering up the video. They've been covering up everything. I don't know how involved. I don't have an answer. I don't know that we'll ever have an answer. I don't know whether it happened and they just took advantage of it so they could arrest a bunch of Trump voters and persecute the right. I don't know whether they planned and coordinated the whole thing in a dark room somewhere. I don't know. But the government was involved. Now, again, we have to ask ourselves a hard question. What does that mean? If the federal government wanted January 6th to happen and their response to January 6th was hunting down and arresting a bunch of people for sauntering through the Capitol with the promise of arresting more. Remember, the promise of arresting more. The Justice Department will hold all January 6th perpetrators at any level accountable under the law, whether they were present that day or were otherwise criminally responsible for the assault on our democracy. What does that mean for you and me in the country we live in? Something to take. You know what? Let's talk about your crappy jobs before we talk about that. You know what's worse than your jobs? I'm actually going to talk to this guy here in a moment. He worked in the hospital laundry. Oh, I'm already cringing. You know what's worse than that job? Running out of food and starving to death. I've heard that's really, really bad. And the stories I read make it sound even worse. When these people get done blowing up our supply chains and doing all the things to collapse everything the way they're trying to do, what are you going to eat? Do you have an emergency food supply? Non-perishable food. Do you have three months of it? That's basic preparation. That's not outrageous. That's not over the top. That's basic preparation. Do you have emergency food? My Patriot Supply will hook you up. They have partnered with the show. They have emergency three-month food kits prepped, ready to go. It ships anonymously. And believe me when I tell you, it needs to stay that way. This is not something for you to brag to your friends about. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. 
That's where you get these bad boys, $200 off. Everyone who lives in your home needs their own. If you only have one, just get one. You don't have to go crazy. There's four of you, get four of them. But everyone needs one. Prepare with jessekelly.com, all right? Eddie, Tennessee, what was your worst job? Well, when I was 19, I got a job at the local hospital to get my foot in the door. I took a job in the laundry and I had no oh. idea what kind of laundry they had, but oh. uh, we did incontinent pads. Um, surgery laundry was the worst. Uh, oh. There was no telling what you'd find in that. I found a finger one time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and that, yeah, and there was some other stuff that came out of it that I'm not for sure what it looked like, <laughs> but it wasn't stuff on the outside of your body. Oh. Uh, it was. There was a smell to that laundry that you just will never get over. Oh. Uh, it, it was horrible. Oh. But yeah, the, the finger was the was the worst one. And then one time, the laundry, we, we had this thing called a tunnel washer, and it had ten different chambers, and it would cycle every three minutes and dump it into the second one. Well, this laundry got tangled up in a knot, and I ended up having to crawl down in this thing like three oh. chambers in and cut it out with a scalpel. And uh, I'll never do that again. That gives me the worst claustrophobia thinking about that. Crawling into, he found a finger. (laughs) That actually reminds me. I have another story. Speaking of claustrophobia, I told this one before on the show, but it was a long, long time ago. I'm going to tell you another story of mine, and then we'll get to more of yours. And we do have to talk about China crushing us in the shipbuilding industry. That's, it's really not good. It, they... They have 200 times our shipbuilding capacity. That's really not good. We'll do more of these bad work calls and the China stuff. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. Remember, tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You need to get your questions emailed in now to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Ask me anything. Ted, Tampa, what was your worst job? Jesse, grunt brother, how you doing? Semper Fi, brother. Probably the worst. Probably the worst was having to go and be told that you had to do the latrines, do a little diesel fuel and a little bit of JP4, stir them things for hours to liquefy and eliminate. Ah, uh, this is this is Vietnam. Uh, Semper Fi, my man. Uh, let me let me. Explain. I have my own story about that. Uh, so first of all, I have to give you my claustrophobia story, and then I'll get to that, and I'll get back to yours. I promise I'll be really fast. I, uh, I, I don't have a ton of, of, of phobias. I, do, I get a little claustrophobic. Now, not when you put things on my face. Like I've, I've snorkeled and stuff like that. A lot of people get that kind of claustrophobic. I'm totally fine there. If I'm in a situation where... I'm super enclosed, not in a ele- crowded elevator or anything, but if you if you put me in a, in a metal tube, if I laid down in a coffin and you closed it and you monitored my heart rate, it would be going up, right? Well, remember I was telling you I was working construction and I always got the worst jobs, right? Because I was a kid. And we were doing this, uh, it was a water line. No, it was a sewer line. We were doing a sewer line in, in California. 
And it was, uh, I want to say, 48-inch, uh, four-foot. It was the four-foot line, right? So big, but not big as me. I'm 6'8", right? It's a four-foot line, and we were you have to put it on a certain plane because we were putting in a gravity pipe. Remember, most of your line is either run by pressure, they're pumping it, or it runs by gravity. Starts uphill, goes downhill, right? But it has to be the lowest grade possible. So you have to put a laser down in the ditch, and you're laying the line perfectly. But the, the laser itself actually has to go inside the pipe, and then you have a little target you set on the dirt on the outside to tell you how where to put the next stick, where do you put the next pipe before you put it in there, okay? You with me? Well, after so long, someone has to go inside of the pipe and go back and get the laser that's back there because it will be 100 foot, 200 feet inside of the pipe. Who do you think they sent to go do that? Six, eight, Jesse, you can't really crawl. You don't have, or at least I didn't, you don't have knee pads or anything <laughs> like that. You, you can't crawl, so you have to kind of crab walk. Your thighs are on fire on the way through there, and it's completely enclosed around me. And I don't want to look like a wuss, so I'm not going to say I can't. I'm too scared. I'm not going to go in there and, free, or, or, and freak out verbally. But let me tell you what. You get about 150 feet back into a completely blacked out tunnel that's four feet in diameter. That sucks. <laughs> that job sucked. It was horrible. Also, in reference to what Ted from Vietnam was just talking about, in Iraq, we had the same thing. One of the, there's so much of combat that is not glorious or anything. I mean, really, none of it is. And so much of it's just really gross. For instance, what do you do with human waste? And on a base, what do you do with it? We didn't have facilities then. There was no plumbing. They, in a building, they put a long flat board and cut holes in it so you could go in and sit down and do your business. And your business would drop down into these half-cut steel drums. Picture a big steel barrel cut in half, right? And so this drum's sitting in there, and they'd have diesel fuel in it. And then eventually it would fill up. Now, thankfully, thank you, Lord, I was an NCO by this point, a non-commissioned officer. I was a higher rank. I was a corporal at this point in time. But I used to have to make my guys go pull those barrels out from underneath it, put a bunch of stuff inside, and light it on fire. Oh, you, look, you caught sleeping on post? Say hello to your new job for the next week. Oh, that was the worst. All right, I have to get to some more of these. Donna, Illinois, go. Um, I have a real glorious job for you. I was dropped off when I was 16, 17 by my dad. Early in the morning, it was still dark, to an animal farm. And this animal farm raised white laboratory animals, the rats. There was 30,000 of them. I had to clean their cages. If oh. any of them got out, I had to pick them up by the tail. And only the, the adults would try to get out pick them up by the tails, and whack them against the wall to kill them. <laughs> that was my job. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, you, know you, know what? you know what's terrible about that? That does sound like a horrible job for a woman. A teenage boy would enjoy that job. Hold on a minute. I get to throw rats against the wall? Oh, you could sign me up there. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds absolutely sick. Cindy, Wisconsin, go. Oh, crap. I lost Cindy. I don't know what happened there. Rob Spokane, go. 
When I was going through hard times, I landed a job in the park system, and I was so thankful so that I had 20 parks to take care of, and part of that uh, duty was, well, the entire park, but in the parks there was bathrooms. So I was in these general, there were certain areas that um, there was people uh, that didn't understand plumbing, um, oh. and I, I know this is a, a, a family show, oh. so pine cones and diapers don't work in toilets. Oh. And then there was other, there was another, there's a group of people that thought they were artists, right? They, oh. they thought they could, um, <clears throat> they thought oh. they could write their names on the wall, but oh. Oh. There, was, there was no paint involved. And I was responsible to leave that building for the public, so I was, I don't know, what do you call it? I I couldn't leave, but I was responsible for these two type of people that were either artists, finger painters, or people that didn't didn't understand plumbing. So, talk about That is awful. I had a, a friend of mine once. We weren't super close, but we were friends. He did that one time. We were we were older. We were 18 or 19, and he was always a little off mentally. But he did that whole finger painting thing in a bathroom. And even as a young, very bad young man, I'm a bad old man too, I always respected people who do blue-collar jobs and work hard. And we almost got in a fist fight over that. I said, some poor janitor has to clean that up. And we never spoke again. Actually, I cut him off from that day. We never spoke again. How lousy and selfish of a human being do you have to be to do that to someone else? Talk about being the most self-centered person on earth. Kevin, Oregon, go. Yeah, I'll make this quick. 16 years old, my dad taught me to weld. I went to high school. Uh, A-plus welder, Mr. Sherman said, okay, go get certified, and you don't ever have to come back to class again. So I went to work at an RV lot as a lot. Well, I say lot later, but that's a different reference. I was a lot boy. All I did, <laughs> service manager said, dude, this guy can weld. And so I w- was welding a set of uh, levelers on a, on a motorhome, and these guys had been all across the country and broke one of them off. And I was doing a little hydrogen 7018 overhead weld, putting this leveling jack on this thing. And a big old glob of metal came down, somehow made it past my leather apron, and it bit me in the chest. And I slid out underneath that thing as fast as I could on my creeper. That apron, uh, the apron caught on the on the knife valve. I know you sold RVs, so you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Caught on the knife valve of the black water tank, and I was stuck there with that whole black water tank dumping all over me. Oh, making minimum my. wage as a as a welder. Oh. So anyway, and that's all I got, man. Thanks for taking my call. That honestly, that might be worse than the guy who had the finger in the sheets. Under I know that may have gone over a couple people's heads. The quote black water tank in an RV. That's the sewage tank. When you flush the toilet, that's where it goes. If you open it like he did on accident, it's all coming out. Everything. Oh, all right, enough. We got to talk about China. Then headlines I didn't get to. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show, but we will be back tomorrow. Now, that was a lot of fun. We're going to have more, but we do have to talk about something serious here for just a moment, just a brief moment. World War II history freaks will know what I'm about to say is true, but for a lot of people, this may come as a surprise. World War II was won on the manufacturing line in America. Part of the reason we defeated, a huge reason we defeated Japan, Nazi Germany, they were out of stuff. They didn't have any stuff. You you know why we lost some early engagements with Japan? And then by the end, we were just embarrassing them, slaughtering them. We get in dogfights with them and just mop them up. There There are a lot of reasons behind that, but one of the main ones is they couldn't make planes. They couldn't. They didn't have the fuel. They couldn't make ships. If if we got in a ten ship on ten ship battle with Japan, and we lost five, and they lost five, they lost way more than we did because our five. We'll just churn another five out tomorrow. We're churning out ships like chiclets. The the Japanese nothing. America's manufacturing capability. Having a country with so much manufacturing capability that we could just snap our fingers and turn it into a tank machine and a plane machine and a bullet machine. That is really why World War II was won. We overwhelmed the Axis powers with all of the stuff. We not only supplied our troops, we supplied everyone else. The freaking Soviets were out there using our stuff. The, the European allies, our stuff, us using our stuff. Now, we love to look back, especially dudes. I'll speak for me personally. We love to look back at those times because it represents such an inspiring time in America. What America could do if it, if it picks itself up and puts its mind to it and we will defeat any enemy and we will fight against evil. and We, we like that. I like that. You, you probably like that. China today has 200 times the shipbuilding capability of the United States of America. They also have 360 naval vessels currently. We have 291. They have more ships than us, and they can make more ships than us in a hurry. Now, I don't foresee some world war with China kicking off tomorrow. God forbid. I mean, I guess it always could. I I don't know. I I don't have a crystal ball. But what these politicians, Republican and Democrat, have done hollowing out America's manufacturing sector and sending it all to China so they could line their own pockets while destroying the Rust Belt in this country has national security implications. And I want to make sure I stress again It wasn't just the Bill Clintons of the world and the Obamas of the world. George Bush, George W. Bush is as responsible for this as any other person walking the planet. Trump, in the very least, tried to make it a priority and tried to bring some back because he recognized what a problem it was. But this has left our national security system in dire straits. We, we love to talk about the manpower shortage and all those things, and all those things matter. Right? Men, the, the men matter. They do. 
But the men don't matter near as much as being able to give them the equipment they need. The ships, the planes, the armor, the bullets, the artillery shells. We can have the finest troops in the world. If they don't have those things, what does it mean? Nothing. You're just more cannon fodder to be thrown away. There is a cost to filling up your government with people who don't have loyalty to its citizens. Our government has loyalty to everyone else in the world except us. I saw uh, Chuck Schumer out there today. I'm not going to play the audio. I don't have time. I, don't, I want to get to some other things, but I saw Chuck Schumer today. No, there's not going to be any border deal without Ukraine money. These people just live and die for illegals and every other country on the planet. But when it comes to the American working man and working woman, they don't give a crap. Republicans and Democrats alike. And it sucks. And it's, it's put this country on dangerous ground. Very dangerous ground. All right. Before we get to that, before we get to headlines, I didn't get to, I should say. Let's talk about chalk. Listen, I don't need you to take my word for it when it comes to chalk. I don't want you to take my word for it. 90 days. 90 days. Take a male vitality stack or a female vitality stack for 90 days. If you don't feel noticeably different, and when I say different, I mean better. Your mind is so much clearer. It works faster. Your energy levels, then I want you to stop. I want you to cancel your subscription and stop. That is how confident I am and how confident they are. I have testimony after testimony after testimony here from you. Natural herbal supplements are our path to health. Chalk.com. C-H-O-Q.com. Fight back against the testosterone crisis, the energy crisis, the focus crisis. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE is how you get those discounts on everything. Everything's on sale right now. It's a new year. Everything. Their Chad mode, pre-workout, everything. Chalk.com, promo code JESSE. And now, here's a headline. By, go, you know, the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Cancer diagnosis rates are going up in younger adults, study finds. Yes, cancer in young people seems to be growing at warp speed. Report open borders bill may be voted on next week by the grace of God. I do think this open borders bill that the, the Senator Kendall, James Lankford and the others are working on. I believe it's done dead on arrival in the House. So at least we have that. George Soros groups help sneak longtime Democrat John Rust into Indiana's GOP state primary. They play chess while we play checkers. They are deeply involved in all of our primaries, choosing the candidates for us, ensuring this candidate wins or that candidate wins, which gives them the best chance at the general. We need to start playing these dirty games with them as well. Burt's Bees in Hidden Valley Ranch create a ranch-flavored lip balm. I'm so buying that for Chris for Christmas this year. Potential Biden replacement Governor Gretchen Whitmer inks seven-figure book, a seven-figure book deal to be released as soon as June. You want to talk about how the system works? Who gives a crap about Gretchen Whitmer or her book? Nobody. No one actually cares about that book. Seven-figure book deal because she was a loyal servant to the system during COVID. How about that? 
you email me your questions for tomorrow. It's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's all. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.